Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. So I was just watching the Monday Night Wars. If you guys remember this, this is WCW versus... WWF at the time, which is now known as WWE. I watched that today, actually. Right, and these ones, there was a whole series, man. So there was there was the whole NWO versus uh, WCW. Who started the Monday Night Wars? Who started the Monday Night Wars? Which wrestler? Which wrestler? Yeah. Oh, we with. What do you think it is? I'll tell you. I'll go with Eric Bischoff. Nope, he wasn't a wrestler. I'll go with uh, Rey Mysterio. No, I'm just kidding. Bell, who do you think? Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Oh, he's guys guzzling his drink, man. Gulp, gulp, man. Who was the First. one guy that started it all? You got me, man. Lex Luger. <laughs> Lex Luger was the first guy to start it all at Mall of America. Imagine having WCW <laughs> Nitro Mall of America. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Out in St. Paul, Minneapolis there. You just have wrestling right there. You're just going up the escalators. You just see Ric Flair taking a backdrop, man. <laughs> just oh. giving someone the figure four on the escalator. While shopping at American Eagle. But, so WCW... <laughs> That was actually good. That was a good one. WCW versus. Oh, you sound very southern there. WCW. (laughs) That's my Dusty Rhodes. WCW versus WWF. I'm down in my basement training every day. That was bad. That was really bad. Okay, go on. Let's let's, let's hear what you got to say, man. Like I was saying, I was watching this, enjoying this. Then they show the the click and how they separated and then came back together in the end. And they kept showing like the ratings and comparing the ratings every week, every week, every week. There was a time that WCW, I think it was what they say. It's actually pronounced WCW. WCW, where there was 32 weeks in a row, something along those lines, that they won the ratings just outright. Like they were just dominant. And that goes back to the whole NWO era. And not since that period of time has there been another wrestling company that can even compete with the WWF because they just ended up buying everything else, right? Their competition and some of the like feeder organizations. So there hasn't been any other competition until now. Until now. Until now with AEW. You mean CWE? That's the question, right? You mean CWE? What's the silence here about? <laughs> What's you guys? You guys, you got me with that. Actually. You, I didn't know what to say after all the honesty. But AEW's in. They've been on a tear as far as viewership has gone. Well, but give people the background of what's happening. Like the background with AEW. Before, before you keep going, you were saying you were watching the Monday Night Wars. I'm just gonna ask you a just a quick quiz question. If you can't answer it, you can't continue. Who who ended up buying uh, WCW live on air? Live on air? Like as the script goes. Was it Vince? This guy didn't even watch, man. Done by that. Shane O'Mac, man. Shane O'Mac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this 
So how did it, how did this come about? You know, are you sure you know what you're saying, man? Okay, let me let me explain it. <laughs> he just woke up one day. He just, woke up. He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna create this AEW Dynamite." Okay, like I said, he went out. and He got the TV contracts <laughs> for it. Didn't work that way. It would hundred percent work that no, way. No man. Okay, let's go to host. Okay, let's go to down, host. Then. Let's go to host number two. <laughs> yeah, uh, break it down. Okay. Are you guys familiar with this AEW uh, whole, you know, situation? <laughs> I thought like, I was, but I might not yeah, be. Yeah, I thought you were too. So do you guys want to know a little backstory about how it all created? <laughs> I would yep. love to. Okay, let me tell you a little story time with Nick here, okay? So there was, um, are you guys familiar with uh, Cody Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes' son? Yeah. So basically he was this character in WWE that nobody, I guess he just didn't like anymore. He wanted to leave, Okay. This guy left. People thought, oh, you know what? He's done for. You know, he's he's not going to make it. So this guy started wrestling on these independent scenes, New Japan, all these other companies, right? Developed this group. There was a group called Bullet Club, kind of like the NWO, but independent wrestlers. So I had, you know, Winnipeg's own, Kenny Omega, Transcona's own. Kenny Omega oh. in there. There was these other wrestlers, you know, Young Bucks and... The name's endless. They're, they're, they're top guys in the indie scene. Uh, one of the writers told them, these guys, these guys can't sell a 10,000 10, uh, seating arena. So they basically banked on it. Uh, you know what? We got called out. We're going to do it. So the first show, I think it was called All Out, did the show. They sold out within five minutes. These are independent <laughs> wrestlers creating a show with 10,000 people on the, So that's where it started. And basically they started reaching out. Tony Khan, who's a huge, huge wrestling fan. Cody Rhodes reached out to him, says, hey, we want to make our own wrestling company. But we want to be professional wrestling, not like uh, WWE's, which is all about stories and stuff like that, right? So Tony Khan obviously, you know, funded very heavily. They created it. They got the deals from TNT. They got all these things. First person they brought, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, you know, there you go. big Another name. Another way to pick boy. Big name in, uh, you know, wrestling community. And it brought people in. They slowly started bringing other wrestlers in that, you know, they were very popular in the indie scene as well as, you know, I think one of the big things was they brought, I forget his name. Uh, they brought it. They brought him from WWE, and apparently he was he was one of the top names. He was Moxley. Moxley. There we go. Yeah, they brought him in, which was a big name, and you know, slowly. It started, and they really started bringing in the big names. Then they really started bringing other people in. So now, you know, there's guys who got released. WWE's been releasing a lot of guys and girls. And AEW's been absorbing them. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the Lakers right now, right? They, <laughs> anyone's getting waived, they're just picking them up by, uh, you know, a small, small minimal fee, right? So this past, was it this past weekend or was it last weekend? I think it was last weekend. Big names came by. You got, you know, CM Punk, who's hasn't wrestled in seven years. He was a big name that brought back. You got, um... Um, Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan. So you got a lot of names, things in there. You know, there's lots, lots. It's pretty. Of, that's a, it's a pretty like. 
decent roster for today's talent, obviously. A lot of names, a lot of, you know, names that you see. And, uh, you know, it's, it is getting exciting. But I think the whole story between the two is it's just two different companies. And one is, you know, one's all about the show. Other companies just all about wrestling. So. so I don't understand what that means. Like, what do you mean? It's all about wrestling. Obviously, there's scripted wins and yeah. But I mean, like, what do you I mean about that? But if you ever look at it, so what I've been doing recently, I've been actually doing some heavy research. Okay? <laughs> Here we go. But I mean, heavy research. I just been going on Twitter, so I, <laughs> I started following all these wrestling communities, right? And a lot of these guys, you can just see the same pattern over and over again. We want this guy here. We want this. Forget the WWE and all that. And these guys just want pure wrestling. Like, what does that mean? Just good wrestling. They just want it. They don't want like, you know, punches and kicks and like mat wrestling and grappling. No, they want that. That's that's what what they they want. want. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what they want. They want high flying. They want mat wrestling. They want all that. WWE is a little bit different, right? It's more of just like theatrics, theatrics, and all that, right? So these guys want actual wrestling, how it used to be, right? And that's what they want, and I think that's what AEW's—they're catering to the hardcore. I think the big issue is WWE. When you go to a WWE show, you're literally getting a theatrical experience, right? Larger than life, guys are coming. There's a huge focus on like storyline and the pyrotechnics, like like you said, which made which made the WWE right. And I think and I think one of the big issues with wrestling now, specifically since we grew up in the older era, right, is a lot of these guys are like five five and five six. So you're like, (laughs) you know what, man? I'm pretty sure I could be champ. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it gives you that confidence, right? Compared to like how it used to be where you're like, yo, I don't want to fight Brock Lesnar, man. I don't want to fight The Undertaker or Kane. Like, those guys are huge, right? No way I can do it. But these guys, you just, you build that confidence. You're like, okay, man, you're like 5'8". Like, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I can beat you. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that's where the balance is. And as a new company, yeah, you got all these guys, but what are you doing since you're a new company, you're you're doing a lot of rookie mistakes. So I think advertising is one of the craziest things that they're not doing. Merchandising, they're um, they're not even making money off merch. They're catering it to a third party. So these guys are making their own money from merch. So as a company, you're promoting them, allowing them to wear shirts, and you're not even making a dime off of that. Like, are you serious? WWE, I think, gets like fifty percent of the merch. I know a lot of that is. I think the company doesn't end up making as much as WWE would off merch, but I think the wrestlers themselves get a larger cut than they would have at WWE as far as like merch goes. Like I know they're saying like with CM Punk, like they just basically printed off as many shirts and they ordered as many of those like white t-shirts as they could to, to make that like his patented t-shirt, like the crossed arms. And that sold out like instantly. And they were saying that, they're basically saying that CM Punk's contract basically in the first little while, just from that hype of that pay-per-view and the merch. And I don't know, they did something else with like ice cream sandwiches and stuff like that basically covered itself after that first big weekend. Cause they've been pushing him super hard since he came back. Yeah, right? But the thing, I think the big issue with him was, 
everyone knew he was coming back. So why wouldn't you just not promote it? Why would you try to make it a quote unquote surprise? Right. But that so people were chanting his name before he came out. So everyone knew. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Nowadays, like everyone knows the result already so, online. And so stuff as like a company, as a businessman, <laughs> wouldn't you want to be promoting? Hey, he's coming today. This is it. You would have probably got more buyers. Now you got people speculating. Is he coming? I don't know. Maybe I'll just. That era of mystery is kind of like, not like no you said, anymore, like, man. well, that's what I'm saying. Like you said, 95% of the people knew he was coming back. Maybe there was like that other 5%, but people, they sold out. They sold yeah, out. But you, All his gonna, merch okay, sold fine. out. You sold out 10,000 seating arena. Imagine if you had a bigger arena. So well, who cares you, about the seats, right? What's the pay-per-view buys looking? Yeah, but no, but the, yeah. the seats are going to get you the shirts. Right? They've been, I don't if know, man. Tw- they, if you had 20,000 people, people would be like, wow, this, these are serious. But if you're only selling 10,000 people and being in Chicago in his hometown, could you have done that if you were in see that, else? That's a good question. That's a good question. But I yeah, think that you. I think their growth for the last little while has been bigger than anyone would have thought. Oh, There's they're no killing, way yeah, they're killing when it, they definitely. started that we thought that AW would be Absolutely. A, but this I mean, kind of contender. But what I'm getting at is as a company, whatever you owned doesn't have to be wrestling. If you want to be bigger than where you are, you got to act bigger, right? What is it? Fake matter? it till you make it. It's not really fake it, but you, you gotta you gotta be bigger than what you are. So what I mean is as soon as you get that stimulus check, go out and buy the bliggiest right? chain you that can Gucci buy. Right? So so if you're if you're if you're let's if you're doing a podcast and you're saying, Oh, you know, we're just an independent podcast, all this jazz, you literally just targeted yourself, you targeted your subscribers as you being small. And I don't think anybody Nobody's going to like that. That's why we're the biggest podcast in North America. So as, as a wrestling company, Jesus, as a wrestling company, are you going to act small or are you going to act big? What does it matter when you have 5,000 people in an arena and Daniel Bryan shows up? Cool. That's 5,000 people. So why didn't you advertise that he was coming when you could have more ratings? More ratings mean more people, means more buyers in, Right. Or you can have more people in the stadium. I think there's a lot to be said, though, about that stickiness, though, right? Like, and from what I'm hearing, you know, my sources, which is like, you know, deep, deep in there, they're saying that the wrestlers themselves love being in that company. What's your source? WWE.com? Because <laughs> right. that's they, all going to be very biased, man. Right. So you should change, you should change your source. They're saying like they love being in that company and some of the, like, you know, decisions that they get to be involved with and they like the atmosphere that's in there it's kind of like wcw right before the nwo where they brought in like scott hall and kevin nash and then come on don't compare these guys don't compare these guys don't do this i'm just saying you didn't watch the whole thing that energy is in there you know who bought it in the end (laughs) by then it was already over man by then it was already over but what i'm saying is that whole atmosphere is a lot different than you can have at a really big company. So maybe there's some thought process behind how they're increasing their size and the pace that they're going at of trying not to get too big, too fast and disconnected yeah, but from when things. You're buying all these guys that are coming over. What's what was, what's the difference of you buying all these guys rather than you expanding your arenas? Well, like I'm saying, you don't think they're going to get there? What's probably more cheaper? 
but I mean, they're going to, I think they're going to get into those larger and larger venues. Yeah, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of rookie mistakes that they're doing, man. That's other companies are doing. Look at what's the other one? Uh, TNA. They first, did, they started buying all these guys, man, that left as a company. They, they were in debt in the end. So it's they're like, done, right? So what, well, no, they're back now. But like, I mean, like you gotta, you, you can't just buy everybody. So what do you think that they're doing well then? What are, what's something catching your eye about well, AEW? They, they attracted the hardcore audience, right? That's the key. Which so, is always a tough thing to do. Like, do you like that style of wrestling personally? Yeah. Why not? I, That's the thing. It's I, different tastes for different people. It's for different people. Yeah. Right? But so what, like I'm asking you specifically. I don't watch wrestling, man. I just, I just, I just like... I've grown up with growing up with wrestling, so you kind of like dab your foot in to see Same. what's happening. Yeah, I don't watch it. You won't let me. I won't sit there and be like watching. Oh my god, like what's going on? I'm gonna watch do, it tonight, man. I can't do that. But I mean, what I'm getting at is, I like. I still like the business aspect of these things. I, I I'm still intrigued by those things. So when it comes to like marketing, how to bring people over, those types of things, right? Like. Who's like who, what's happening on each side? That stuff like that's very interesting. But what I'm saying is, you can't just be buying so many guys just for the sake of buying it because they just came from a different uh, a different uh, company. Right? So is there is there a specific wrestler under their roster that you would have passed on? Oh, there's tons, man. Because the thing is, you don't have homegrown talent anymore you diluted that all you have now is just x x wwe guys there's a lot of there's a lot of hate on vince right now man there's he, a lot of hate on oh, vince. i'm saying man, he a lot of that homegrown talent was him man right it's a lot, like a lot of these guys came in as stars but they left as superstars and that's from the wwe right and i think and i think the big issue is um, you know, the big issue for them is, are you going to get, are you, are you going to get to your own hype? So are you just bringing people in just for the sake of it? What about the guys that you're trying to build up your own stars, right? Are you doing that? And it looks like it's not because it looks like they're just bringing, they're just bringing older guys from like back in the day. Well, they say one of the strategies that they have, and that's like, especially if you're talking about like punk coming in is the fact that they're bringing in some of these older guys and they're helping to mentor some of these older guys or some of these young bucks, right? Like some of the young kids that are in there, they're trying to really mentor and push them up. So, I mean, there's an opportunity there for the, these rookies to learn from that crowd. I think that's a pretty solid mix of how to do it because if you don't have those names, who's going to end up watching the show just for rookie talent. Yeah, like, and that's the thing is, like, it's it's all the draw of the names, right? Like, if you don't have the names, you don't, you can't get the hardcore audience, and you can't, you you have to as much as it is as the quote unquote wrestling or whatever, right? Which, yeah, it's wrestling, but it's not wrestling because it's still, it's still said when things are gonna happen, and so it's still wrestling, enter, wrestling entertainment, right? Which is what we know it to be. So. Um, if, if you, if you want to take that slight dial of the, you know, pendulum and, and now make it something different, I don't think it's really that different, but I do agree that you have to have, you have to have those stars to bring people in first and then can you only 
start having homegrown, right? I feel like because you're going to put those guys up against those bigger guys and hope there's a spark somewhere, right? That's what, that's what WWE did. Well, I'll tell you, I'm I'm excited to watch a little uh, AEW and catch some of it because right now, to me, it has that WCW, NWO era feel to it. So I wanted to check it out and get a little bit more familiar era with it. Crazy. But here, here's the question I'm going to toss to you then, B. AEW... WWE, which one would you end up watching next? I'm going to live and die by the WWE, man. There you go, a loyalist. I'm going to live eh? and die. There you go. It's it's just odd to me that Nick just said that he doesn't watch AEW and stuff, but just 10 minutes before the show, he was trying to get us on like a reoccurring schedule to watch at his house as like a party every week. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird how he floated that idea, but it's kind of weird, huh? Eh? There you go, man. We're going to have to put that guy in a figure four leg lock and get the truth out of him. Your fantasy football team. How's it looking? You have anyone to play last week? I had AB play yesterday. I didn't even realize that the season was starting last night. Can you believe that? It was an amazing game. I had Godwin on the bench, never even got to him. Oh, that's the thing. I got home from, I had a soccer, got home from soccer. Caught the caught the last half of the game, but was so choked. Godwin could have had thirty points last night. He he dropped a couple that would have been yeah, six he points. Scored easy ones, yeah. you know? Same with DD too. But he still had nineteen points that I have unused on the bench. Now, like you said, that was a gunfight, and that was an awesome offensive display to watch. Unless you had uh, those defenses were horrible. If you had a running back, though, you definitely didn't want to be watching that game. Yep. But that was Brady's 300th career start. They were saying, and it's and he's won something like 230 games. Dude, he's he's 44. What we're seeing right now, we have never seen, and most likely we will never see again. It's honestly like a pretty much an honor, man, to like watch this guy do what he does. Like it's. It's just unbelievable. And he says like he doesn't even. He's like I can just throw the ball as, as like as well as I used to, basically. Don't get me wrong. I hate hate Tom Brady. Hate him. But I got respect for him, and that's what you want. Exactly what you saw last night. That that was fun. That's energy. What are you looking forward to? Is there what are you looking forward to this NFL season? What are some of the some of the key things or key matchups you really want to see? Well, I never really looked into the matchups yet. Like that's going to be more once the season actually starts, right? So. Just just for it to be back, man. It's I just love having, you know, that Monday, Thursday, Sunday, knowing what you're gonna be doing or looking forward to it. It's it's just a treat, man. Let's put it that way. You know when you pull out that um, drumstick out of the freezer and you just fucking <laughs> take a bite? It's basically what it is. So football snacks, that's not a bad one. I don't know, man. You've got uh Le'Veon Bell. Looks like he's gonna get a second or I say say maybe third chance out in Baltimore of all the injuries. Maybe that's what we should do. We should post our fantasy teams, get some feedback from I people play, actually, on I fantasy. Play, I play this week. Eh? Oh, so you got so you guys are going head to head in this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's got to be some kind of bet, something going on I made between the, you no, two. No, I made the mistake. The I made the mistake again, man. I'm in too many leagues. I always like doing three. I'm in four again, and I'm just destroyed, man. Like it's. Yeah. It kind of rolls me back on the fun meter, but we'll see. He's already goes. throwing in the towel. Then I'm in. I'm in two, and the third one I don't. I don't do football. I do. Uh, I'm in uh, another fantasy, different football. What? So hockey, soccer. 
Oh wow! How did that go over your head like that one? You just, you just well, mine was a mine was a clear joke, right? Why would I say hockey to football? This yeah. guy didn't even realize, man. Yeah, just like he didn't realize Shane. Didn't realize Shane bought that WCW. I couldn't even tell you who I had draft. That is the Ox Sidney Crosby, man. Yeah, well, what if you're not number one, Marcus Naslin? Man. I don't even know if Sid would go number one right now okay, in uh, well, Madison what if, what if What if you're like ninth? Oh. You're done. Oh, you're just listening to what the the, the draft order tells you. Exactly. Don't you take How? I still want you guys to do a head-to-head challenge here for whoever wins this week between you two. This, how about this? Loser has to take a spicy... Yeah, I like it. I like something it. Something spicy. I like Yeah. Let's do it. Spicy shot challenge. Let's do it. We'll, we'll on, do it on. Uh, we'll do it on camera. We'll do it on you camera. Gotta, you gotta take like pepper. A, you wanna do peppers? Yeah, you gotta take like a sauce or something or a pepper. <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. Okay, done. All right, there we go. We've got the spicy sauce challenge coming up between Nick and B this on week camera. in fantasy. On camera, that's right. Maybe we'll do a little bit more of these uh, challenges as we go through. But football is back. Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.